On this special episode of Clarksville's Conversation, Montgomery County Mayor Jim Durrett joins Katie Gamble and Charlie Kuhn to talk about the proposed multi-purpose event center that would go in downtown Clarksville. The mayor talks about the reasons why he feels it's a good idea for the area, what type of events the event center would hold, and answers questions and addresses concerns the public has about this event center. Thanks for coming, Jim. Well, thank you all for having me. Uh, anytime. We're here today to talk about the arena, the multi-purpose event center. Not Impact. Impact. Okay, yeah, that's we're easier. a military community. We have to use... Uh, what are Acronyms. Acronyms. Yeah, oh, yeah. I couldn't think of it. Yeah. So we've got Impact. the Impact. I kind of like that, where APSU is playing and the Predators. So let's talk about how, because you, you told us you've been working on this for about four years. What started this process and what all has gone in to get to this point where we're talking about buying land? Well, Because you I didn't just wake up one day and say, hey, that'd be a great something to have downtown. Yeah, and, and I think, Katie, it really goes back to uh, when, when I was running for, uh, for mayor the first time. Uh, one of the things I talked about was that, you know, that I thought county government was too focused on things outside of the city limits, mm -hmm. where everybody that lives inside the city lives in the county. And so I always said that if something good happened right in the middle of downtown, it's happening good for Montgomery County. Mm -hmm. And it was always kind of a vision of mine to have something uh, that would be a true destination point. I don't think our community has that. Uh, the downtown commons is a small one but it's not a true destination point and so we started on the journey of what would that be and we hired right. a company called hvs uh, they came in and did a study probably six eight months that they worked on it they talked to a lot of stakeholders uh and we said um i'll never forget the guy's name was tom tomazinski and he said what do you want and i said i I'm not paying you to tell me what I want. I'm telling you to tell me what'll work tell in our community. Tell me what we need, yeah. Yeah, and what'll work. And so, you know, that's kind of how it all got started. And, and we've done our due diligence to get to the point now where we're ready to buy property. So let, let's talk about, you talk about a location of property. How many different sites were, were looked at and how was that uh, site selected? How was everything evaluated? That, that was part of HVS's role as well, to look at where would this center work Best. best for our community and they looked and I, I don't have the study in front of me but yeah. they looked out at the exit four area mm -hmm. and obviously I think you'd be you, a lot of people would think hey that's where it needs to be uh, but they with with the Austin P connection happening uh, they knew it needed to be close to the university and they felt like it needed to be downtown and you know I think something very interesting and uh, uh, I did this about five years ago, I got off at exit 11 and I drove down, I came around the bypass and I got stopped at about every stoplight and it yeah. took me 14 minutes to get from exit 11 to, to the site or yeah. right down there yeah. to College Street. And so if people are coming from out of town to this venue, that's not a big travel distance and plus they're driving by every one of our shops all of our stores all of our gas stations yeah so they're going to be spending money 14 minutes isn't very long and so let's t let's back up for just a minute because a lot of people don't really know what all is going to be going on what it, what is impact what is that what is it going to be i know we, we know the predators are involved you mentioned austin p let's talk about what all is going to be entailed in this event center well, it's going to be a multi-purpose event center. So mm -hmm. when you talk about multi-purpose, obviously you can do a lot of different things in it. It'll have two sheets of ice. 
Uh, both of them will be regulation hockey size rinks, uh, hockey rinks, and um, but it can be co- it can be a flat floor as well. So okay. in Austin P, obviously, it could be a basketball court. Um, you can put dirt on it to have a rodeo. You can put seats on it. Just put a cover over it, a flat floor. You could the have concerts. a concert. You could have a boat show. You could have a gun and knife show. You could have all these different types of events. So it's not just like it's a home for Austin Peace basketball. It's not like we have a semi-pro hockey team coming in here or something like that. But, hey, there's all kinds of shows. Disney on Ice is constantly going around. I think our people would enjoy stuff like that. Harlem Globetrotters, yeah. all of the above, all those shows that yeah. now are played at smaller arenas. Yeah. You know, when you, when you look at that, there are so many people, I use us as an example, with that have dance competitions. That, out of town. Yeah. yeah. We spend so much money out of town, and we're thinking, why why are we driving to Murfreesboro? Why would you even just going right to Nashville when we could have that here and have that those tax dollars come right. to us? And, just, and, you know, the, the, the second sheet of ice will be basically they'll both be public sheets at times Mm -hmm. but the second sheet of ice will be where we can have youth hockey leagues uh where we can have adult hockey leagues where we can the predators uh they do a camp every year that's free it's like a four week long camp Mm -hmm. and they'll be doing stuff like that for our youth so i mean it's just it i think the the so sky's it, the limit. What is the Predators involvement in this? Well, when we first started meeting with the Predators, which was probably about four years ago, uh, we met with their CEO, Sean Henry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the Predators are, they're really two different animals. They're a hockey team, an NHL organization, but they're also, uh, through a, a, a company, I think it's Powers Management, they operate Bridgestone Arena for okay. Metro Nashville. And so they, they not only have a hockey team, but they also manage a venue like this. And so when, when they came to see us uh, and we told them what our idea was, and uh, they said, well, hey, we're interested in anything from freezing water all the way up to managing the facility and anywhere in between. But we, we want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And, and since that day, they have really, they've been a very big part of it as we started working on trying to get an idea of what, 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 what this facility would cost. The Predators were very involved because they know what it takes to operate a facility like that. They right. know where certain things need to be located and, you know, I think Freezing what, ice. Yeah, hmm. all that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, a lot of people have compared it to Evansville, to the yeah. Ford Center. So. And this is a lot different. The funding's different. The size is different. What did, what in your thoughts are the Well, I think, ones? yeah, probably more than anything, the size is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think they're about a 10,000 seat. We're dependent on the venue. Uh, for certain concerts, we could probably get about 9,000. Okay. Uh, with maybe a center stage concert. Mm-hmm. But a basketball game, we're probably looking... And we're still preliminary, but probably looking in the neighborhood of 5,500 to 6,000 seats. Uh, hockey may be a few less than that. Uh, and so, number one, we're a lot smaller. Number two, community-wise, our demographics are a lot different. Our uh, average uh, medium income is about $15,000 more than them. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Evansville is a lot smaller community. Right. They have some outlying communities out there as well, but we do as well, too. I mean, we've got Hopkinsville. We've got Springfield. we got Dover. Uh, we've got all these different little pockets of people uh, outside of Montgomery County that come here a lot anyway to shop and stuff. So they'll come here for events as well. 
I think it's important to note that probably the reason that people even compare it to Evansville is because there's not very many venues like this around. It's really not. And that's, and I really appreciate that when looking to do something in a community instead of trying to replicate something somebody else has done successfully, it's the things that work the best are things that are different. And um, if in the Ford Center, is deemed successful in a community that's smaller than ours in a larger venue. So yeah, and I, I think some people ha have have kind of focused their attention on an article that's been on social media some about uh, multi-purpose event centers aren't profitable. But if you really read that article, Evansville, there's a lot of things that went into it. Number one, the way they fund it is a to totally mm -hmm. different than the the way we're proposing to fund it. And if you really read that article, you'll get in there and you'll see that. They had some additional costs for a sky bridge that was connected to uh, a convention center that they had, and they, and then they, it was connected to a hotel, and then they had to put cameras out there and stuff. So you know, it's not comparing apples to apples. Well, you can, in my experience, find an article to support anyone's stance if you really want yeah. to. I mean, we could sit here and I could show you ten articles about global warming. Right. And you could show me ten that weren't. So right. it, it's it's all it's, it's an opinion. It's a matter is what of perception. Yeah. yeah, it's perception yeah. and opinion. You know, I've I've seen some studies about the airport, in particularly about how many people drive past Clarksville to go to Nashville to the airport. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure those statistics have got to be pretty similar. There's a lot of people that drive right by exit one, four, eight, and eleven to go to somebody else's yeah. venue. And there's no reason we shouldn't try to capture some of that. I agree, I agree. And uh, you know, I, I don't know that we could ever put a dollar figure on the on what the people that leave our community that go to Nashville to go to entertainment mm -hmm. venues, because we don't have we one. Don't know. We, we don't, don't know, know what, what they that, spend I, in but, restaurants and bars, and everything else while they're there. But I do know the HVS study said that it, it, it's two key parts what they said right here. Number one is it'd be a 20, about a little over $20 million economic generator every year, but over 13 million of that would be from direct consumer spending. That's a big number. Yeah, now, 13 million, when you say direct consumer spending, do you mean in restaurants or directly in the impact? No, direct consumer. So by building it, you're going to have this economic engine that's okay. going to generate $20 million. Yeah. $13 million of it is going to be people buying stuff in and around it inside our community. Gotcha. Just like when you talk about when they bring these uh, soccer tournaments in and they mm -hmm. say that you know, a weekend it generates $4 million worth of yeah. economic mm -hmm. value. That's spending money in our restaurants and, our and restaurants, buying gas and, stores and, yeah, and all doing that all stuff. that stuff. Okay. Also, but that's a big number. That's a huge number for this community. And I think that the restaurants and local shop owners are really going to appreciate yeah. that. I think it's important to note, too, that this venue is not competing with Bridgestone because the size of an event that would come to Bridgestone wouldn't come to impact. Exactly. So, And there are a lot of smaller type shows that are looking for a venue like this, but that there's just really not anything out there. I mean, you've got Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, which is old and aging. Right. And really, that's kind of about it in this area. Yep. So I just think that's important to know. Well, I think it, it, uh, I, it's very important to know. And I think another aspect of that is is the people that want to manage it. Oh, so so yeah. 
so the predators, their management organization is saying, hey, we wouldn't mind managing something like yeah. this because I think they see the value in what it can do for our community. Because they'll be managing a larger venue and a smaller right. venue, and, so and, they'll have a place to put any type shows that they have come into yeah. the area. Yeah, and you know, you know, but both y'all know about artists and blackouts and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So uh, let's just say the Charlie Coon band was playing at Bridgestone Arena. Oh, Lord, but, help us. I know it'd be yeah. bad, wouldn't it? <laughs> right. But, you but, know. Hey, but Tracy's the, a lead singer in that yeah. band. Well, it may be a better band than I thought yeah, it was. I, yeah. I, I, but, the Jim, but, but the Jim and Katie band is a backup or yeah. uh, what do you call the first act that comes? Opener. Opener for them. Uh -huh. And so Jim and Katie are up and coming. They're pretty popular. Yeah. But they can't sell out Bridgestone. But before they play there, yeah. they can come play here. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just, I think the opportunities are endless. And when you have an organization like that, that manages Bridgestone Arena, that ranks, I don't want you look anywhere. They're always in the top three arenas mm -hmm. for venues, for yeah. activity in the United States of America. So with and the, they want to manage ours. With I the think. predators managing it, what are the chances as a, of us getting like a, I don't know if this is the right terminology, minor league hockey team? I think that opportunity is out there. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's a, a, if you read in the Evansville article, uh, they've been through some different mm -hmm. minor league hockey teams. And so I think when you do that, you, you really got to be very, uh, you got to be pretty diligent in your selection of who that may be. And who comes into it because, number one, you want a good product. And right. number two, you want somebody that's going to be successful because if uh, y'all all know as well as I do, if, if, if somebody's not winning, they don't draw a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I still think that opportunity's here. And, you know, we, and this isn't guaranteed, but we've talked uh, in some of our conversations with the Predators about them maybe during training camp, coming down here practicing, maybe even doing a scrimmage yeah. uh, mm -hmm. or something like that. I mean, that'd just be so cool. And, you know, that's only... Oh, my only, kids would enjoy that. That's only, um, that's only one or two spots a year. So there's lots of dates to fill. But when you talk about Austin P uh, playing all their home basketball games in it, both of y'all know what happened at Austin P with the football stadium. Yep. Mm -hmm. They took an old decrepit stadium. We don't have an old decrepit multi-purpose event center, but we have the Dunn Center yep. with all due respects, mm -hmm. old and decrepit. It's over 50 years old. And, and they went to that stadium, they renovated it, and they made it as opposed to a game, they made it an event. Mm -hmm. yep. And right. so the basketball games coming off campus become an event. And so instead of drawing 1,200, 1,500, you, and, and they got a good product, you're going to draw five, six thousand yeah. people. And, and Austin P should get a whole new audience of followers they might not have otherwise been able oh, to tap Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. and, so, and, and you know, for the 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 fan, it's about the game day experience. Oh, it I is, agree, yeah. and you know, the Dunn Center's fine. You know, I went to school there and all that. But you walk in, you grab your popcorn, you go sit down, and an event center like this, we could you know have some side activities, a lot more going yeah. on too. So there's a lot of questions about the funding mechanism. So kind of walk us through your, because you said it, you put a, you, you brought in this consultant company. They said, yeah, you need it. You didn't just go, oh, we're going to do it. You actually came up with a plan to make sure you could fund it before you said, hey, let's do this. We did. And, and as part of that, we had to figure out what it was going to cost or get a cost mm -hmm. estimate. And so we put a team together and that team, along with Austin P, along with the Predators, along with us, they developed a cost estimate. And so that cost estimate, 
Uh, it's really a pretty detailed cost es estimate. Uh, it has the land included in it. It has your FF&E, like your furniture, mm -hmm. fixtures, equipment, all of mm -hmm. that. It has a pretty healthy budget there. Uh, and so we developed that cost estimate and we wanted to make sure that we were good on all aspects of that. So then when we get this number, then we have to figure out a way to pay for it. In our minds, the whole time we're developing a cost estimate, we're thinking of ways that we can pay for it. And I, I think if you look, and I don't like to talk about me, mm -hmm. but if you look at, and look at what my administration has been along with the county commission, when we brought initiatives forward, We've had a funding plan for them, and schools are a perfect example. Yeah. We, we raised our wheel tax. Nobody wanted to do that, but it hadn't been raised in 30 years. But we're not just taking a $20 million school and throwing it on our debt and two years later saying, oh, how are we going to pay for it? Well, we got to raise property taxes, and right. that's what had happened. And so I think you had to have a strategy going into it. And so we developed that strategy, and we had to put some pieces in place. We talked about it before we got on the podcast. Uh, hotel motel tax is a big one. Uh, we went to the state legislature. Which uh, is not our local taxpayers. Those are people right. from out of town right. coming, staying right that's here in right. this community. That's right. And by the way, this, uh, uh, this through HVS's study, they indicated that we would generate another 12,000 hotel room stays per oh, wow. year, yeah. which is a lot. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so, so we changed the formula. Uh, the, so instead of 5% tax, it's an 8% tax. And we also changed the formula on the distribution. It used to go 60% to CVB, 20% to the city, 20% to Montgomery County. And because it's a county tax, the county had the right to, to change that. And we did it. We told the mayors and CVB what we were doing. There was some opposition to that, but that's okay. But, uh, but, but our, our, our legislation says that we're doing this to fund the multi-purpose event center. And so if we don't do this project, that, that tax goes away. Goes back to the way it was originally. It goes back the way it was. So that was a key, that, that in itself is probably one third of the funding for, oh. the, for the event center. And then we started looking at some other things and one being a seat user fee. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's typical with every arena, maybe a dollar, mm -hmm. $2 for a ticket. And we name and rights, and and I honestly believe that uh, the hotel motel tax estimate is probably the least conservative mm -hmm. of all of our estimates yeah. on what we'll generate. But it's conservative as well. But our name and rights, um, we asked the predators to look at arenas around the mid south and in the southern in 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 the south. And w look at what the naming rights were worth at a lot of those. And mm -hmm. so they gave us a number, and that's the number we're using. But that doesn't include anything that we can name on the inside, like the court, the ice, yeah. all right. of that. So, so special areas. I, I, think, I think we missed that one by 50%. Wow. So, which is a good thing. Yeah. And having the, someone with the caliber of the predators managing it probably helps attract a doubt. different people Without for naming rights. And, and then we have a tenant fee, Austin P. If they're going to use yeah. the facility, they're going to pay a tenant fee. But they're working a deal with the predators on their ticket sales and all that. So Austin P. can offset their tenant fee. And then the last one, probably the most controversial, is uh, the pilot payments. You know, we've we've been pretty blessed here to to land some pretty good industries. And uh, when we budget, we don't include those pilot payments as part of our revenue stream. Mm -hmm. And so we invested 
in those businesses over a 20-year period, it was 18 million. Uh, it was 14 million in the South Industrial Park, and it was 18 million in the North Park, out where Google and LG are. So, what's that? 32 million dollars we mm-hmm. invested in that. So, we're going to take a portion, a portion of those payments, and reinvest them back into our community. So, explain to me, and those who probably don't know, what exactly is a pilot payment? It, it's just an incentive okay. uh, for those businesses. You know, a lot of people will say that, well, it's great to have so-and-so here, but they don't pay taxes. They do pay taxes. Okay, so they that's do, where They that do comes pay from. taxes, yeah. but, but it's typically done, uh, they may not pay in their first three years. Gotcha. That's okay. a construction period, but then they start paying at a graduated rate. Most pilots are 20 years, so after 20 years, they're paying 100% yeah. of what the taxes are, and, and so... By t- by taking some of that money, that's about a third of it. Taking so now we've got two thirds, and then yeah. then the tenant fee, the naming rights, and and I didn't talk about the sales tax within. That's another piece yeah. of legislation I'll come back to. But by taking a portion of those payments, we're reinvesting in ourselves. And when we talk about reinvestment, let's remember that we just said ten minutes ago, this is a $20 million economic engine for our community. So I think it's a pretty good investment back in ourselves. And then the sales tax captured within, we went to the state and told the state what we wanted to do. We had to get the state to approve it. I think the state, they approved it. They had some questions. The legislature did. I think we satisfied all those questions. And so now all the sales tax dollars, with the exception, I think it's about one point seven percent that goes to education that the state takes the rest of the sales tax the the state's portion and the city of clarksville who is agreeing to it will go towards debt service of this facility so for every tax on hot dogs anything sodas whatever inside there it's helping helping pay helping pay for it yeah so so you know we you know social media is always a buzz when you have a big topic like this what what do you say to the naysayers that say his math doesn't add up, he just it just won't work. I'd say to him, just hey, come and sit down and let me show you what we're doing, mm-hmm. uh, because the math does work. I mean, throughout this whole thing, you know, if we're gonna borrow x amount of dollars, we got to figure we 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 need to figure out a way how we're gonna pay for it. So we've had since. We've started this conversation. We've had our financial advisors at the table saying, okay, here's what we're estimating on hotel motel tax. Here's what we're estimating on a tenant fee. Here's what we're doing here. Here's what we're doing there. And they're tracking us. And and if they're the ones that are going to help us sell our bonds and they're our financial advisors. And so if there's a problem with our formula, they're going to be the very first ones to say, hey, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I promise you they look at them pretty good. That that may be a stretch here, old Jimmy boy. We got to think about something else. Now, you also mentioned that Austin P. was a tenant, and I think that's important to note because talking about naysayers, I've also read that people are saying, why are we taxpayers subsidizing a state Austin P. to play there? They aren't. They correct. Aren't. Austin P's paying to play there. That's correct. Which is helping with the debt. That's correct. Yes, I think. And, that, and you know, some people may—I didn't mean to interrupt no, you, Charlie—but some people may try to beat Austin P up about that decision. But I said earlier, the Dunn Center's fifty years old. Yeah. Right. What would it take to replace that? Mm. What they're going to invest in our facility, a brand new state-of-the-art facility, is a lot less than what it'd take them to replace the Dunn Center. 
So you you do have an agreement in principle? Uh, we, we have verbal agreements with the predators and with Austin yeah. P. We just got to buy the land and then start going yep. from there. So the vote is Monday. Vote's Monday night. Monday night. Yep. Do we know where it's at on the agenda yet? Uh, it's probably going to be about the third or fourth okay. item down. It'll be in the same place that it was Monday night. So uh, we'll talk maybe a little bit about some dogs and cats first. And right. Then, uh, <laughs> and then we'll talk about the multi-purpose event center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that'll be interesting. So, well, I think it's, I'm excited about it. With someone with small kids, well, they're not small anymore. They're getting bigger. But, I mean, you have <laughs> kids. I mean, I just think that it's a good, it's a quality of life issue for our families to have stuff to do here in the yeah. community. Um, and I know you do have a plan in place for parking. We do. Mm-hmm, because I've seen that. So, I mean, it seems like you've thought of everything. Uh, and, you know, that's, we didn't just go grab this idea out of the air or off of a shelf or mm -hmm. out of somebody else's office what we did we we put a, we've spent about four years working on mm -hmm. it and we we've spent a lot of time and effort on it and uh there's still a county out here that we have to deal with too so it's not like we could commit every day to this but we spent a lot of time on it and i'm I, i'll be honest with you i i've always said i don't want to when i when I leave county, the county mayor's seat, I want to leave our community in a better spot than where it was. I'm not going to do anything financially to our community to, to hurt us, and I don't think this is hurting us. I think we have figured out a way to pay for it, and we're not going to be used property tax dollars to pay for it. We're not going to raise property taxes to pay for it. I had somebody tell me a uh, day before yesterday they wouldn't mind us raising our property taxes three or four cents to pay for it, but we're not doing that. We're not right. proposing that. Matter of fact, with the hotel motel tax and the usage tax, a lot of what's going to be paying for it are people who are coming from outside of our community exactly. to experience it. Exactly. We have a new hotel that's going to open up uh, probably in the next 60 days that's not even in our formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We keep growing. Yeah. And I, I guess the the one other thing that, uh, and I don't know how our time is, the one other thing I'd like you're to say. You're the one you know, that's got, you're the one that's on a tight schedule. <laughs> you know, people, people, if you go on social media, uh, people talk about the good old boys and who we're buying the property from and all that, and that it's going to benefit this person, it's going to benefit that person. It's going to benefit all of our community. Yeah. I, I can't help who owns the property. Uh, they the, just had enough foresight to buy that property. That's right. And, and, and the other thing that's really, really critical about it is, is we've had appraisals done on all of that. And our offer is the appraised value. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we, we're, one is agreed to it, the, uh, the Warner property. And we're, that's the one that we're authorizing to act, the, actually to go ahead and purchase because we have two resolutions. The other resolution allows us to purchase the other there, it'd be one, two, three, four, the other five parcels that are owned by two people. But, uh, and, and, but we, we've got, we've got the financial wherewithal right now to be able to buy the one and use reserve dollars. And then the second piece of legislation allows us to buy the other two property owners properties. And it allows us if we choose to, which will be a financial decision we make, whether we pay back the general fund or whether we don't. Mm -hmm. And so, I'm looking at it from, well, if we can not finance this much, that saves us that much interest. Yeah. And if our reserves will take that hit, then we'll take that hit. But that, that we, we still got to determine that. So let's say that Monday night, 
county commission, they vote to pass to buy the land. What's next? We'll just continue on with our process. We went back in the very beginnings to get a good cost estimate. We mm -hmm. had to have a design team. We had to have a construction management team. So we went through the RFP process probably two and a half years ago mm -hmm. and got those people on board. Uh, and, and so we will just ramp it up with them. Uh, they've got a timeline. They've got a schedule. So uh, we would probably look at sometime in... I'm going to say August or September of mm -hmm. probably having to go to the bond market again. And when we did that, that would be the construction dollars because we would be so far along in design. We could start some demolition work. We could start site work. We could start all that. And then the design will take about nine to ten months, uh, maybe a little bit longer than that. And then construction about a year and a half. So, you know, if everything fell in place, mm -hmm. uh, we'd probably be looking at opening in the fall of 2021. That's not too far off. No, it's really it's not. not far off. So let me ask you this. There will be people that listen to this. They'll see news. What's the best way for them to contact you or somebody to get answers if they have a question? What's the, what's the best way to go about it? Uh, well, you can call my office, 931-648-5787. Uh, I think most people tell you I return most of my phone calls, uh, really try to return all of them. Or you can email me at, and it's mayordurrett at mcgtn.net. Montgomery County TN yep. dot net. It's, it's, it's mayordurrett at, and just think Montgomery County government uh -huh. in Tennessee. So mcgtn.net. Well, I think you've got a reputation of answering and, and being uh, re reachable. <laughs> Good, bad, or ugly. <laughs> Good, yeah. bad, or ugly. You were, being you were, available. I have seen you respond, so we, we appreciate your Well, I appreciate sure. y'all. Well, we're watching this closely, and I'm excited about it, actually. So I'm hoping that the county commission votes yes on Monday. So me we can too. move forward. Mm -hmm. me, too. me too. I feel good about it. Yeah, I do too. Well, thank y'all for having me. Well, thank you for coming. Clarksville's Conversation. Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss a single conversation.